Uh, Jesus didn't have a problem with people that's in the streets. He had a problem with religious people. How can I help anybody when I'm not even when I was not even able to help my own son? I would never do that. I would never do that. And I became that in a matter of minutes when they took my pain pills away. And I said, I'm not where I want to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be. Ugh. This is Faith in Your Recovery. I am Randy Davis. Welcome to the battle. Once again, welcome to Faith in Your Recovery. I'm Randy Davis. We're glad you're with us, that you've joined us today. We're going to go with things in a little bit different way. Our guest has a story that's different in style than many that we've had, but it follows our theme of all things recovery, and it certainly is going to have an impact. But before we get there, I've got some good news, got an opportunity for you. If you will email us a question or comment about any one of our episodes or even an idea for an upcoming show, you'll be automatically entered in a drawing for a free copy of our soon-to-be-released book, Recovery Conversations with Randy Davis. Volume 1 should be available mid-July. Ten of our listeners are going to be winners So send your email to podcast at ablbh.org. Include your name and town of residence so we can give you a shout-out. We've got one question. We're just going to throw this out there and respond to it if you choose to, all right? The question comes from Scott Bronner of Anderson, and the question is, of all of our 80-plus, I believe today's going to be number 82, maybe 83 episodes of Faith in Your Recovery. What one is your favorite? Let us know. Uh, Just email that answer to us. That'll get you entered into the contest for the book. So with that in mind, once again, podcast at ablbh.org. Thanks for listening. Our guest today is Darlicia Lee. Welcome, Darlicia. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Darlicia and I met out, <laughs> met out in our green room, our waiting room. Okay, and I was just walking by her. I was expecting her to be about other business until she got my attention. But the important thing is, we've got you in the sound room now. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we look forward to this, Darlicia. I know you've been planning a special event. Tell the folks about the event, then we'll back up, hear your story, and we'll come back up with all that event information. Make sure if they want to attend, they know where, when, and what it's all about. So go ahead, uh, share it with us. Absolutely. So I am putting on a fashion show, the first of its kind in Jay County, Indiana. Um, It is called the Hot Harvest High Fashion Show. And what I've done is I've teamed up with the Jay County Drug Prevention Coalition and proceeds that are raised for this event will be um, going to benefit the Jay County Drug Prevention Coalition, as well as starting an event fund so that we can keep this going um, year after year. Um, This actually was birthed to focus on people that are overcoming substance abuse, uh, depression, or those that don't feel like they have their own community. What I've come to find is that 
people that typically have these types of issues are very artistic. And this is something that I haven't seen in our community. What a form of expression. Yeah. You know, some people use poetry, some possibly music, painting, designing, so many things. Go yes, ahead. Please. Yes. With, with this uh, showcase, it's actually kind of like a really cool mix. So we'll have vendors in the house. Um, we are actually going to be turning it sort of like a production and a fashion show. There's a story that's going to unfold as the show plays. Um, we're stepping into the mind of someone that is literally kind of showing you what it is to deal with suicide, deal with um, depression, and deal with hearing these voices telling them that they're not enough. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that sounds exciting, and it sounds like it's going to to cover a great deal. Sometimes we just... And there's only so much you can do in an evening. I get oh, that. Yeah. But oh, you're yeah. trying to reach as many of those points as you possibly can. Absolutely. I um I actually this has been such an amazing experience how things have unfolded. Um I have a dear my brother, him and two other artists are coming up from Florida to perform their music um for the showcase. And I remembered about a couple of years ago him sharing a song with me. And I told him, hey, I would like to have that one because he was giving me his lovey songs. And I'm like, no, I need it to kind of match what we're trying to do. And he he sent it to me. He's like, play this one. I think this is the one you're talking about. And when I tell you the way that it starts, and this is how we're starting the evening off, it's you're hitting the ground floor running. And it's going to be a very high energy event. Um, I'm hoping nobody leaves, <laughs> but it was such an impactful. And I'm like, yes, that's the one. It is perfect. Um, I played it for a couple of my models. that's going to be in the show, a couple of their parents. And one of them, um, the models, she actually lost a loved one a couple of years ago. And she said, I wish that this would have been here before my uncle passed. And so it's, it's, it's going to be a movement. So um, yeah. the models that you're using, is it male and female? Yeah, okay. I have. I had called out anyone from the age of four all the way up. So as long as you could rock some heels as a girl and hit confidence, you were able to hit this stage. All right. With it being the first of its kind, we have a little bit of a slow movement, but I'm I'm really excited because I know that we're going to have more people show up next year. Um, as it's been fold, unfolding, I've been hearing, I wanted to do it, but... I just wasn't sure. I was kind of scared. So they I know. Uh huh. Uh -huh. The they want to test it out first. Find out. Wow, I could do that. Yes. And I will next yes. year. I'm sure that's a big part of the plan. Nope. Absolutely. So the models, the participants, mm -hmm. are they going to be people who have been connected with those who have struggled with addiction or oh yes you know the the suicides mm -hmm. and everything else you mentioned yes um, anxieties yeah oh yeah uh our models um at some they have some relation uh with this if not with themselves a family member or a loved one a lot of times our practices have actually become therapy sessions oh. and i let them know this is a safe place we are able to have these conversations and you don't have to worry about anyone judging you from this. And so um, one of the models has a motto and I'll actually read there. I had each of them give me a quote that they wanted me to say. So during their first time that they hit the runway, I'm reading their quote as they're either walking or exiting. 
And one of the quotes was about scars. And they said, everyone has scars, um, but it doesn't mean that anyone is more important than the other. And so I have models that's in the show that have had relation where a family member's committed suicide. I have models that have overcome um, suicidal tendencies themselves. And um, those that deal with depression, I fought depression myself, like coming from Florida and living here and feeling during the winter seasons that there's oh, nothing to do. I can imagine that <laughs> oh, culture shock yes. if I would use that phrase. Oh, yes. It definitely, it hits me so hard, and I have to literally pull myself out of the bed, like peel myself out of the covers. And most times no one would ever know because I'm pretty good at Going about, smiling, still doing By my day. By the time you get yourself out of there, uh-huh. you get yourself together and yes. force yourself through. Yes. <laughs> and, and you have found an outlet for that, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And you try, it sounds like you're going to be helping others find an outlet for their hurt, Absolutely. their experience. How many models will be involved? We have between, I believe it's 10 and 11. So even the artists that are coming in, they're going to model for some of the um, clothing um, brands. The main item was that we have kid models that really, really wanted to be involved. And I have to try to find some way for them to fit for the clothing brands that were actually aboard and wanting to participate. So um, we have... Uh, Vivi's Fashion, which is downtown in um, Portland, and she has a clothing style that's just a little bit different. A lot of people don't get to shop her because she also has Tutti Fruities, and her hours are a little bit weird, but they'll get to see her fashions hit the floor. I love her clothes. Like, she's, she's great. And the interesting thing is trying to create and overcome another barrier her first language is Spanish, and it's really difficult to try to get over those lines, and I'll have her daughter interpret for us. I love the diversity <laughs> I'm yes, hearing here. Yes, oh, it is. Awesome. Oh, that it is a lot going on there. I have another one that is also a Spanish boutique. She only speaks Spanish, so we sat in her living room, myself, my husband, herself, her husband, and her daughter, and we translated back and forth, and she has authentic Mexican garb. And there's that's going to be like um, one of the first things because it's so bright and vibrant and people are just excited to get in those clothes. So, oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And she's got great jewelry, too. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Will there be any other boutiques or shops involved? Mm -hmm. Who might they be? Yes. So I have um, the Closet Update thrift store. Uh, hers is a little bit unique because she consigns her clothing. So right now we are actually in the works of each model going in and selecting um, an outfit with her influence in order to um, be able to be a part of that showcase. And then I actually have, oh my goodness, I feel so bad. His name is Jared out of Muncie, um, a really good friend. It's just that he just recently changed his clothing line's name, and I'm trying to remember, Marked. That's what it is. Marked. (laughs) Yes. So he has a Christian clothing line and it was before called Banner Clothing. And now he just transitioned and rebranded and it's called Marked. So he'll have like Jesus all day, every day. And he'll have uh, the, the item that says marked and he'll explain what that is and why he chose that for the branding um i know him i literally was just on the phone with him (laughs) before i came in and um 
He's just he he came in at the last minute. I had another uh, designer that was coming in out of Indy, and his workload is just so overbearing that he just he couldn't do it. So I contacted Jared and I said, "Hey, I really need your help." And he's like, "I got you. I got you." Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you've got to love that kind of attitude. Oh yeah, they're excited about it as well. I'm mm-hmm. sure that will be infectious. Oh yeah, to anyone and everyone who attends. Absolutely. So. How long have you been working on this, actively working Ooh, on it? So this actually started about five years ago. Five it's been in my belly. Years ago. Yes. I have been a chicken <laughs> and just too scared to take that step. And I woke up one day out of my depression state and I went down to um, the Ruiz because it's at Sapphire's. And I said, I, I'm putting on a fashion show. I had to hold myself accountable. And holding myself accountable meant going and talking to somebody and letting them know this is what I want to do. Then I started posting stuff to social media. So now I'm really holding myself accountable. Absolutely. <laughs> and I can't stop now because if I stop now, I am a liar. And I just, I cannot have that happen. <laughs> so I had been sitting on it forever. I literally knew exactly each step that I wanted to take. I knew that I wanted it to be at Sapphire's, which was the old Moose um, Lounge. And she had decorated it in a way that's very fashionable. She's got chandeliers. It's beautiful in there. And it's just the perfect location. And then it also helps to tie us all in. I have a great layout for my models to come on the stage and get off the stage. So it was, yeah, it, it just fit perfectly. So. Have you had design help with this, or is this pretty it's, much from your head and your heart? It's pretty much from my head and heart. <laughs> so you're trying to fulfill the vision you have. Yes. You know, I <laughs> be at Christmas or a birthday, I go shopping for my wife. Someone will come up and say, may I help you? Uh-huh. And I've got to say, no, because I don't know what I'm looking for until I see it. Yes. You know, I get a visual in my head. I can't describe it to you, but when I see it on the shelf or the rack or whatever, I go then you for know it. it. Yes. Yeah, and that I get the impression that's where you're at. It literally is. I have people, what is it that I can help you with? I have no clue. I don't know how to tell you what to help me with because I just see it in my head and I know how it needs to look. So I will have a better idea next year where to put people. But this year, it is literally shotgun and go. Point to hell. Yep. Over there is what I need you now. Yes, yes. Oh, man. So... Once again, this will be at Sapphires. Do mm-hmm. you have that address? Oh, it is on uh, Votaw Street, but I cannot recall the exact address right now. Well, it's kind of on, uh, it's on 67. Yes. There, as you're coming into town, not far from Walmart. Yes, right across yeah. the street from Wings and Rings. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, uh, and the date? Yes, so it's going to be on June 3rd. Um, coming up soon. Yes, up very, soon. very soon. Oh, man. And we're, we're kind of crazy, so we are doing an all-day thing. Um, from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. is our morning vendor event, which will be outside, and some of the indoor vendors will be set up at that time as well, um, so people can shop. Uh, 4-H will be out there, and I will get to lying to you if I try to tell you all the vendors, but sure. <laughs> there's a lot of vendors that's going to be outside. Um, and then the evening event 
will open up at 4.30 till 5.30 for our mocktail hour. And then the show starts from 5.30 to roughly 9, 9.30. Four hours worth. Uh-huh. So, wow, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of activity going yes. on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm of the belief the weather's supposed to hold out and be yes. beautiful then as well for oh. the next couple of weeks. So you've got a lot going for you here. Absolutely. It was the original date was actually supposed to be May the 6th. And what happened was I was holding the auditions for the model calls um, over at uh, Will and Spoke. And the um, Sapphires had saw that, but they thought that it was the show. So they ended up booking the date. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. But this actually worked out great for us because it gave us more time to prep more time to seek sponsors and seek models and to have just a little bit more wiggle room so that we're not crazy on the day of. So even though it's the day before graduation for Jay County, uh, I think that it'll still be very well attended and that it's going to be, I know it's going to be a great showcase. So yeah. There there is no perfect date. There's always something. We all have things going on. We're busy people and we just make the choice. And I hope this will be the choice for a lot of people. I hope so too. I think it's going to say a lot for and a lot about the recovery community. Absolutely. When I say recovery, I don't simply mean recovery from drugs or alcohol. Mm But recovering from depression, yes, isolation, yes, we're still paying that COVID price, yeah, and you know we're pardon the expression a bit gun shy to come together. Mm-hmm. This is a good opportunity, and it sounds like it's well put together. Thank you. So that's awesome. Yes. What you said it started burning in your belly. I forget the exact phrase. Yes. Uh, five. Five years ago. Five years ago, yes. Why? I, uh, what, what led up to that, Darlies? You don't just grab this out of the sky. That's okay? true. Okay. <laughs> yes. So where this came from, I've so I've been in fashion for 20 plus years. And oddly enough, people don't think I'm that old. But yes, I'm that old. Um, I was a very shy person. You would have never gotten me to do anything like this ever. So... What do you mean by you've been in fashion? I've been in runway and photography. Um, I've been signed to agencies. I've just always been in fashion. I went to fashion school. Um, My grandmother actually, uh, let me go back before I go to that part. So my mom saw in me that I was not picking up social cues like I should. And I was just having a lot of difficulty overcoming that plight of finding my community. Um, I was extremely skinny and just very odd looking lollipop looking girl. And <laughs> I was my uh, I school. Like the description. Oh, it was the truth. I promise. <laughs> I have tried to burn all those pictures, but, <laughs> but I uh, went to school and this school, this modeling school came to our school to do a presentation and I liked what they were saying. Um, so I went home and I said, Hey, Ma, I want to try this out. And so that's where it started. Every How Sunday, old were you at that time? 12 years old. Okay. Yeah. Every Sunday, my mom and my grandma would drive back and forth to Tampa an hour of one way uh, to take me to this modeling school. And we paid a lot of money. I even would 
make little bits here and there for my babysitting and I would put it back towards because I wanted to invest in myself and it helped me. I think we did this for about two years and I found my community. Like people were not talking about me in there. They were trying to help me and talking with you, talking with me. I felt like I was a part of something and not everybody looked the same. We were all different, but we all accepted each other. So fashion for me was what pulled me out and kind of, in a way, saved me. So that's why this one is so important to me and why I know that it can be a catalyst used to be able to create change for people in a very positive way. Oh, that's obvious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned the diversity a little bit ago, but there's also a lot of diversity in the need factor. Mm -hmm. It's not just focused on a single need, yes. but so many that opens it up to so many people. And yes. to hear you describe it, I can see where you can use that shotgun approach, that mm -hmm. throwing rice instead of a rock style, uh -huh. and hit everybody who's out there. Yes. Because you're going to have a moment with someone who suffers from depression, mm -hmm. somebody else who's recovering from a loss, mm -hmm. and they will relate to the, to the audience you have. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So as you go back in your life... What what are some of the struggles that you've had to deal with, Darlisi? I know you said you you still battle that that seasonal depression and it may be far greater. I'm not trying to no, downplay that, but uh, tell us about some of your struggles. Yes, so taking it back to my childhood, I am the oldest firstborn, so I've always had to be the responsible kid. And my mom would have to work two, three jobs. I didn't understand it. I just kind of thought sometimes this is just the way that life goes. My dad was in and out of jail and prison all of my childhood. And um, I come to find out once I was of 18 years of age that my dad actually struggled with crack cocaine. I didn't know. He tried at one point. He was in like a rehabilitation program. I think that I was probably about 10 years of age, and we called it the pink place. We had no clue. We had fun when we went there, <laughs> and Dad just always seemed happy. Um, but we found out that it was a recovery, and he tried his hardest to explain it to us, but we just couldn't get the understanding. So the way that I had learned, actually, was um, my little brother, who was just a few years shyer than me, he um, said, you didn't know dad fought with that? I'm like, no, I had no clue. And he's like taking me around the house. He knew the hiding spots. He knew all of the things. I didn't know that my little brother had this understanding. And it really, like, it hurt me that he. caught he, the signs and signals. Yes, yes. He caught them before you did. Absolutely. And there you are as the oldest. Uh -huh. You're supposed to watch out for yes. him, at least in your head. In my head, absolutely. I I. I miss that, and I I don't know. I don't know how we. I don't know. We all needed counseling. <laughs> Let's just put it that sure. way. Because once you went back and you started thinking about things in life, uh, you started realizing, oh, okay, I guess I'm a product of something, and I didn't even realize it. I just always went to school, did my work, was a nerd, and 
um, always put my best foot forward. But it was because I was also trying to make way for my siblings. My mom never relapsed, never, uh, never went through that. She never, uh, she never did drugs. She never drank. She never had men and men in and out of the home. My mom is the epitome of what it is to be stable. But then when I realized what she was going through, I, I had started getting resentment for my father because I'm like, how could you put such a great person through this? But he didn't know. He, he was going through something, and he tried to recover. He, he's, he's been great ever since. Like senior year was the last year, and he hadn't been back. So that, that well, I found out through there, and then I also found out because I was at school with a classmate, and we were searching public records, and we put my, my dad's name in. And when it pulled up, and it was this long list, I was like, what is this? Like, I had no clue. Um, it, was, it was an eye-opening experience, to say the least. And my mom, she, oh, she'll probably hate me for this, but <laughs> she um, has been and has always been a social worker. So as my mom was teaching kids my age how to be parents, in order for me to earn my, uh, oh, what is it, my hours, my community service hours, I was taking care of their kids while they were in class learning how to be parents. And that let me know I didn't want to be a child parent. So like that was grounds for me. But a lot of them grew up and became great people. It's just I saw that aspect and I knew I never wanted to go down that road. So, yeah, it was uh, it's a lot of things that kind of tie in and no one ever really knows people's story um, as to why things may mean what they do for them. But there's a lot of things behind why there's I'm, always. A back <laughs> yes, always. And, uh, <laughs> yes. And that's why you have such a heart. Uh-huh. fear of others going and I'm going to guess that's why you chose the ages you chose. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> not just you've got to be. Yep. 25 to 35, yep. you'll take them young because you want them to be able to express themselves. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of them said, oh, it's going to be so nice to be celebrated. I get to hit the runway and people are clapping for me. And, and <laughs> I'm going to guess of the, I think you said you had like a dozen who will be involved. Was mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of that dozen that's going to be involved, some mm -hmm. of them had never even dreamed of this kind of opportunity. No. They didn't see themselves as a model. They didn't have that perfect look, that perfect build, that mm -hmm. perfect walk. Mm -hmm. uh, but because their story and their sincerity, and I think you said earlier, if you can rock, confidence mm -hmm. you, you qualify <laughs> yes that's it just be confident hit the stage and those that lacked it so during our practices um a few of them started out the gate with looking down at the ground and i'm like do not look down i don't care what you do even if you want to like bite your lip don't look down you have to look up and i've told them that it's a bigger reasoning as to you hitting on this runway. Yes, you get to be celebrated, but you don't realize whose lives you're going to change with you hitting this stage. People are going to look at you and be encouraged because if they can do it, 
I can do it too. Oh, we <laughs> see that all the time in the uh, in the recovery movement. People who who can stand up there tell their story of some of the the horrid things they went through, some of the terrible choices they made, remembering they're not terrible people. Yeah. And they were able to climb out of it. Don't tell me you can't. That's yeah. only an excuse. Yep. That yeah. makes sense. And that's the way it is with, with so much of what you're going to offer. Mm-hmm. So how were you, when you first started to tear back the covers and found out what was going on in your family life, how did you cope? How were you able to Ooh. cope with that? It Well, at that age, it was a lot of stuff that kind of unfolded, and I was due for that transition period. So, like, you're 18, so you're graduating, you're thinking about heading to college or which way you're going to go, and um, Dad had just got out of prison a week before I graduated. Wow. And I had told him through the process of him being there because, like I said, I always had to show up. The uh, first day of senior year, I ended up getting a phone call from my mom, and she said, your dad just got arrested, and I believe he's going to be there for the rest of your year. And I had just enrolled in all of the AP classes because I've always been in advanced classes, and me and him were supposed to do trig together. My dad is extremely smart. Like this man, he was a secret nerd. He would hide books in his book bag. I'm telling on him. Listen, <laughs> he would hide books in his book bag. He wouldn't let anyone see because he was a jock and a nerd. And he just never wanted the two worlds the to mix. Two shall not be. Yes. And he still like he was my person to go to for all all things math. And it just it made me excited. I loved to learn with my dad. But when he did that, I went down to the counselor's office um, that day and I said, pull me out of everything. I'm done. I Put me in the, the regular classes. I've never been with regular people. I've always been in these classes where nobody looks like me. And I'm sick of this. I want a regular year. And they pulled me out of everything. And I just, at that point, I decided I'm not doing this. This was my dad's dream. So I kind of uh, re, what is it, rebelled. I kind of rebelled because I was just so hurt. I always showed up. I always did the right thing. And still, I think at this point, I don't know if I knew at this point yet because it was the first day of senior, yeah, first day of senior year. Didn't know if I knew at at this point that that's what he was dealing with. But I just felt hurt and let down, and I didn't want to do it by myself. So... I pulled out of everything. Um, With that transition, I had already met my, well, I met my boyfriend, now husband. (laughs) How long have you been married? We have been married. Ooh, see, I'm not the good one to tell (laughs) because he remembers the dates. I always say anybody that's keeping up with time is about to die or (laughs) really dreading what situation they're in. So I just don't keep up with it. But we got married in 04. So... What, 20? 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and he, uh, we were, what was I going to say about him? (laughs) We got into, yeah, we got into a relationship November and then graduated in May. I had told dad that I was moving out. I walked the stage and I didn't come back home. And then about a week later, he had called and he's like, where are you? And I'm like, um, 
gone. I told you I was moving out. He didn't believe me. He was mad, like so mad. We ended up living together and living our lives for a while. And then comes October and we're getting ready to move to Indiana. And my dad found out and he's like, hey, I need to take you out to dinner. He apologized. He said he wishes us well. And we got everything settled but it was a lot of stuff that went on at 18. Oh, like, <laughs> that wow. was a crazy year. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just to hear the details you gave us, and I'm sure you've left out a ton. Oh, man. Yeah. I, we could go on and on. I but yeah. <laughs> so, how many children, how many siblings do you have? There are, hold on. There's five of us. Yes. So, I know, like, how do you not know how many siblings you uh, have? <laughs> yes, no there's five of us. It was uh, three of us permanently in the home, four of us off and on. And then I have another sister that um, my dad had out of wedlock. And we don't know where she is. I know that she is biracial and her name was Jessica and we can't find her. Um, I My mom and dad told me that when she was little, I got to hold her. But I've never seen this young lady again. And if you hear this, Jessica, we would love to know you because we're all every so often me and my brothers and sisters get on the phone and it's like, OK, so I think I found her because <laughs> we are all looking for her. And we would love to have that relationship and let her know she's got family that loves her. Um, I got real close one time and I found her stepdad. And I kind of lied about who I was so that I could kind of dig in. Once he found out who I was, he cut it all off. But, yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's kind of something there when you don't. Sure. Yeah. A part of you's missing, <laughs> yes. isn't it? Yes, yeah. Jessica, if you're out there, contact us at podcast at ablbh.org. We will connect you with Darlacia. Love oh. to see this happen. Just give it some thought, and we'll keep it in prayer. Thank you. We don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you've got a burning in your heart for that. That oh, yeah. need can be met as well, for certain. So, what did you learn about Darlicia through all of this? Oh, man. Darlicia is still evolving. Uh, it's funny that you say that, because with having such a unique name, I used to look in the mirror at myself and say, what is a Darlicia? And I even taught my kids to do this because for me, legacy means so much. And I want to create a story where I wouldn't be ashamed and my kids wouldn't be ashamed and their kids wouldn't be ashamed of who their grandmother was. I'm always purposeful in what I do, even though it gets tiring to always be on point and do the right thing. Um, what is it? You don't become weary, weary and well-doing? Is that okay. the right way? Yes. Yeah. Yes, weary and well-doing. Yes. Yep. So I have that, but um, I'm just ever-growing. I'm ever-evolving. And if I don't learn something new each day, um, then I didn't do the right thing. I'll pick up a book. I got to learn something new every day. So, yeah, always pursuing. There's never a stop point for growth. <laughs> Well, I can tell you this, you won't mention it. I'll be bold enough to, as you said here, just your countenance, your, countenance, mm -hmm. your smile, 
your heart, I don't see it, but I hear it, and I feel it and experience it. And I have finally figured out I have met you previously. Yes, you have. And that was with, do you remember who it was with? Uh, oh, Mr. Mike Biggs. Yes. Yes. Mike Biggs. <laughs> yes. yes. It was. You were doing uh, some video out at the park. Yes. So I, when I looked at you the first time, I thought, that's familiar. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. And he's the kind who would applaud this in so many ways. Absolutely. But what you're doing is just, it's awesome. So. Let's go back to the event. Let's Mm -hmm. give the folks the details, and then I'll have one final question for you. And you can even be thinking about that. The name of our podcast is Faith in Your Recovery. What does that mean to you? So give that some thought as you're reminding the folks about the event, time, location, and everything. So go ahead and spill that news, please. Sure. So uh, just to recap, we are on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, You will find the link to purchase tickets, $10, um, and all proceeds benefit J County, um, my my product. Jay County Drug Prevention Coalition and an event fund to keep this going each year. It is the Hot Harvest High Fashion Show. It will be June 3rd um, from 8 to 9.30 p.m. Um, as a whole showcase. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. A lot of activities that lots morning. And lots Resource of activities. tables, vendors. What yes. Not. Yes. You can come in the morning from 8 to 2. Um, no charge at all. Shop our, shop our vendors. Help benefit um, small communities, small businesses. In the evening is where your tickets will cover and you will have um, access to food for free. We'll have the mocktails where it is a cash bar, but the uh, food is going to be, um, oh, Legacy Village African Cuisine out of Muncie, Indiana. Oh, wow. Yep. So we're going to have African Cuisine. I don't think you mentioned I know, I didn't. That's good. There's so much stuff going on. Oh, my. (laughs) Yeah, like you said, you couldn't go down the list. You Uh probably can't tell us all that's going to happen. Oh, I I didn't get all of it. there'll be no time for boredom. Uh-huh. No boredom. We're going to have intermission. You get to talk to each other, shop the vendors again. Um, We're trying to make as much community opportunity happened so that when you leave, you didn't leave the same way you came. That is awesome. I'd love that thought. When you leave, you'll be different than when you got there. So, all right, let's go back to that question. Faith in your recovery. What's that mean to you Mm -hmm. as you recover from your story, your experiences, and you look to helping other folks recover? Uh, faith in the recovery. Um, for me, it's it's not giving up. I know it sounds so basic, but um, knowing where your hope comes from, keeping your uh, keeping your focus on who your Lord and Savior is. I'm I'm a Christian, so it always goes back to God for me. Um, I couldn't do any of this without Him. Everything has literally come together because of Him. I have tried to give up 
three, four, five, six, seven times. <laughs> I, I know you did your senior yes. year there. Okay, yes. I'm walking away from all of this. Oh, and man. you just dug in deeper. Yep, I could not. And he has been holding me. I'm, I'm one of his uh, kids that are rebellious in nature. And he just kind of like pushes me. He knows how he has to talk to me. So, <laughs> but yeah, faith in the recovery is completely always pushing forward. No matter how hard it gets, you get through that season. Um, it's like the beautiful storms that we have in Florida when you're driving down the road and you come to this, uh, this rain and it's just like hailing and coming down real hard. Do you pull off to the side of the road or do you just keep going through? And a lot of times we know we keep going through because it is literally two seconds and you will be out of it. I've only been to Florida twice, and I experienced that weather <laughs> yes. every afternoon we yes. were there. four o'clock. <laughs> I was going to say it was yep. around three, but who knows? It may have been four, and we made it through. Yes. Darlisi, yes. it's been a joy. I didn't truly know what to expect here today. But what you have to offer with this fashion show that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Thank I look you. forward to this word getting out. Yes. This will break right away. So uh, it's just, it's been a thrill to have you. I appreciate God it. bless. Take care. We hope and pray the best for your, for your show. Give us that name again. Yes, it's the Hot Harvest High Fashion Show. Hot Harvest High Fashion yep. Show. Our, you all know it as Haute, Terre Haute, but I it's was going to say that's <laughs> yes. spelled H-A-U-T-E. Yes, yes. Well, awesome. And thank you, truly, for what's going on. God bless. Folks, make it out to Portland, Indiana over in Jay County. We'd be glad to have you there, and I know Darlisa would be glad to have you speak to her. Tell her you heard the podcast or on the Portland or Indy radio station. God bless. Take care. Amen. <laughs>